0: And joining us to analyze those market moves, I'm joined by Fahima Dia from Momentum Securities. Fahima, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to
1: you. Afternoon, Alitando. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Thank you for being with us. I mean,
0: it is a short week, uh, so today is a bit of a weird Monday uh, issue for us. But the markets are really, really bleak. So maybe it uh, would be beneficial to reflect on what happened yesterday that could be uh, you know, driving this performance today.
1: Yeah, sure. So, like you mentioned, uh, Noletando, the JSE has been open this open week. Of this morning, um, it has been a difficult week for equities. The last week, um, a lot of that negative sentiment uh, coming globally, I would say, um, has been impacting the JSE. So, obviously, we had a, a holiday yesterday, and the JSE is clo- was closed. So now we're opening up um, to the JSE now being impacted by those news that I, the, that I think is filtering through now from last week. So um, what happened last week is we had the the, the Fed release those more hawkish comments regarding um, the rate hikes and that it's expected to probably remain higher for longer. And um, that's created quite a a backlash in the markets. We saw, you know, U.S. markets react to that, also Asian markets. And, of course, the the JSE is now responding to that this morning further, Uh, expecting to see some further weakness and volatility in equity markets um, in the next week. Uh, And the other thing we also need to take into account, uh, Nolitando, is that the the price of oil has also uh, been going higher, which is naturally also taking its toll on um, markets, given that this puts upward pressure on inflation and also feeds into that higher for longer narrative. Uh, Yesterday, we also had some news coming out from China that uh, Evergrande had defaulted on its bond coupon payments. Um, And then there is a negative growth outlooks coming out of the Eurozone, expecting to see a slowdown in growth in the third quarter. So all in all, pretty negative news, I would say, coming from all directions. And I think that's obviously been having an impact on the equity markets.
0: I actually spent some time uh, reading a little bit on that uh, Chinese property sector. Uh, you know, Fahim, I'm keen to get your thoughts here. Uh, there are schools of mm-hmm. thought that really believe that it's going to take much longer than we anticipated to turn the Chinese property sector around. I'm um, keen to get your thoughts here. Is this a short to medium problem or could it be a little bit more structural um, and take us into the long term?
1: Yes, yeah, so I think the issue with the, the property sector in is that the government has been quite slow uh, to implement firm policies on how to improve this going forward and how to rescue that sector. Given that I think, you know, the government itself isn't in such a strong position financially due to the impacts of COVID and they do not actually have a lot of funds at the moment to provide support to that sector. And um, I think at the beginning of the year, we were expecting a, a bigger bounce back in the economy, in the Chinese economy. Given that that hasn't happened, that's obviously impacted government financing. So we are looking for more concrete measures on what steps are going to be taken to address this uh, this issue. So, so far, the government has announced some high-level measures that they're looking to address the problem. But I wouldn't say there's anything concrete at the moment which can put, um, you know, investors' fears um Uh, So we are definitely looking for more communication, more uh, formal policies to come out from China before we can say for certain that we're really expecting to see like strong uh, recovery and a bounce back in that sector.
0: I'm keen to also get your thoughts on issues in the United States. I think a while ago, uh, Fatima, uh, Fahima, sorry, we spent quite a bit of time speaking about, uh, you know, the issue of the debt limit and the debt ceiling. We're now speaking about a budgetary showdown there. Uh, is it something else mm-hmm. that they'll resolve, you know, like, like they did with the debt limit? They resolve that with time. And Is this showing, you know, some tensions in the United States that we haven't seen before and something investors should be flagging?
1: It is a concern that, you know, they, they seem to can't come to a decision um, on budgets on and keep going back and forth. And there's always this kind of risk where at the last minute they're coming to a decision. And this is obviously having an impact on the credit ratings. Um, you know, uh, last month Fitch downgraded uh, the U.S. Now we've got Moody's that have uh, – Uh, flag that risk. And I think um, it's just negative for the U.S. to constantly be in this position where they cannot seem to come to agreements on the way forward. And uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to have a long-term impact uh, on the U.S. and the economy, but it's definitely negative uh, signals which will push yields higher. Um, And then, you know, I think we've got another debt ceiling that's coming up in october Mm -hmm. and that uh, once again could be uh, a contentious matter so Mm -hmm. it, it is definitely negative i would say
0: also keen to bring it back home now uh, this week. We are expecting the Saab to release some data, um, the, the leading business indicator. But also we are expecting a quarterly employment survey to come out of South Africa. Are we expecting these prints to move the needle at all in terms of markets? Is there anything specific that market participants no. may be looking for uh, in these uh, data prints, uh, Fahima?
1: We can expect to see much improvement, Nolotando. So in the last release, um, there was like a mild improvement in the the labor numbers, but I mean, not enough to obviously uh, put South Africa back on track and where we need to be in terms of creating employment. We've got still a very high unemployment rate, and unless that comes down significantly, it's not going to really – Move the needle much in my view. I think business confidence also, it hasn't been great um, the last quarter. I don't expect to see meaningful improvements in that uh, considering the, the recent bout of uh, load shedding, um, which seems to have uh, come up again. Um, and all in all, we've been seeing news coming from companies. I think the most recent one was Grow saying that this has been the most difficult business environment that they've actually can remember encountering. So I think a lot of businesses are feeling the same. So so I'm not expecting to see any uh, you know, great improvements in
0: the numbers, put it that way. Also, keen to touch uh, briefly on uh, Grinrod Shipping. Of course, uh, they announced uh, those two deals today. Uh, Fahima, the acquisition's worth $11.75 million. Of course, uh, Grinrod Shipping is a bit of a monopoly from a South African perspective, at least, in the space that it plays. I'm keen to get your thoughts um, on uh, these deals and what it might uh, do for boosting uh, this company's profile. So I think
1: It's definitely a positive. It could be beneficial in that it's expected to unlock synergies, which could help increase revenue from ship management. And um, they've said it should also result in technical savings from having a larger fleet. Um, They said it should be funded with cash and shares, and it seems they've got sufficient funding to be able to fund that so we've actually seen pretty weak results coming from grinrod shipping this year um that's due to the the decline in the dry bulking sector because of uh, lower demands for commodities such as you know the likes of um your iron ore coal and whatnot that they usually export and uh, the lower than uh, expected recovery in china so the dry bulk industry is under a lot of pressure and if this in some way can i think help improve their their revenue and profitability it is a positive
0: King to get your stock pick, uh, Fahima, but before we do that, let's reflect on some counters that have found favor with your industry peers.
1: Look, I, I'm still quite positive on the whole AI trend, so I remain uh, you know, positive in those companies. Uh, the company I'll pick this time around will be uh, Alphabet. Uh, I think that they are going to be the next uh, you know, big story here in the next, say, two or three months, going to release Gemini uh, for Alphabet. I think that's going to be the next uh, big uh, you know, AI system, and the, normally when we've seen this thing happen in the past, we've seen uh, if the system is is very good and if they thought to be, you know, positive by the market, we tend to see a bit of a rally around it.
0: My stock pick for today is Bitvest. Um So, so Bidvest has this reputation of being a barometer of the South African economy, but one of the things that we've seen in recent results is they're nicely positioned within the economy to capture those parts that are failing for other people. So the ports, um, they're also in renewable energy and a variety of all those others. They've also expanded their footprint outside and recently they announced um, an expansion of the Australian business. The European business is doing pretty well as well as the UK. So it's a nice balance between the growing areas of SA Inc. and a diversifier externally. It's much more expensive than your average SA Inc. stock, but. There's a reason for that: the diversification, the solid balance sheet, and this very strong um, strategic focus on global, growing globally. Nvidia, yeah. yeah. I just think that where it is now, it's come down all the way; uh, it's lost quite a lot of ground. Not that it hasn't made up ground this year, but mm-hmm. I think just, I, I just think this is a, a massive company that, you know, I still think you can buy at these at these levels, which is a lot cheaper than it was at the beginning <laughs> of the week. All right, Fahima, uh, we have Alphabet, NVIDIA, as well as BitBase. What do you think of some of these counters?
1: Um, Yes, I had a look at it from a valuation point of view, Nolitsando. So Alphabet is one we've also had a buy recommendation on at the beginning of the year. Um, You know, the price has had a great run. It's up about 48% here to date. Um, if you look at the price the last week there was a bit of a pullback we are thinking though that now is a good time to maybe look at taking some profits on this one it has it's close to meeting the target price that we had on it and it's starting to look more fully priced so this one we would say now is a good time to maybe take some profits Uh, In terms of BitVest, you know, I do agree with the comments that were made on that. Um, This is definitely a leader in the industry. You know, we do like the international growth prospects on this one. But uh, from a valuation point of view, I would say I'm more of a a value-based investor. And I think it's starting to look a bit high in my view. So, um, for me, I think this is, you know, it's up about 50% year-to-date and also one that I would probably look at taking profits on. And if we move on to NVIDIA, NVIDIA obviously one that's a leader in that AI market space, um, this one's up about 190% uh, year-to-date. Um, but what's interesting to note is it was actually re-rated higher by the analysts uh, that covered it recently, so still expecting further growth to come from there. And even though it does look quite expensive at the moment, it may be justified given the growth prospects. So I think this is one that we could probably uh, look at at these levels.
0: Keen to get your stock pick for today, Fahima, which count are you going with?
1: Um, so I'm going canoko uh phillips uh no, so Canoco phillips uh is a global giant in the oil and gas space and um it's expected to recover in line with the recovery in the oil price. And um, now that we've seen crude oil price move about, about the $90 price mark, we think that uh, it could also get uh, re-rated higher by the analysts that covered the stock. So uh, it's one we did have a buy on at the beginning of the year. There was obviously some weakness in the oil price back then, so it didn't perform as well. But now we think it's the opportunity to really add um, on to the stock.
0: Well, Fahima, thank you so much for kickstarting this short week, all for us. Uh, it's been a pleasure, keep Well, that was your midday markets update with Fahima Dia from Momentum Securities.